Welcome to True Health Live, your favorite public health podcast. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and audio on your favorite podcast platforms. If you're interested in public health, then this is the space for you. Peace and greetings, everyone. Welcome to the space. I'll give people a chance to come in because, as we know, like this is a live show. However, um, I'm going to get going and I'll just like catch you up as you come in. And if not, you can catch it on the flip side. You can catch us on the podcast as, as um, it'll be uploaded within the next couple of days, as some of you know. If you promise, like, eh, <laughs> it gets there. But the real action happens on the live show. So welcome to True Health Live. And today's conversation is going to be about obesity. This is a topic that is very... Um, close to me because I I have been, well, not even have been, have been and like in and out of what is considered to be overweight and obese based on BMI, right? What is BMI body mass index? So before I like dive into it, let's, you know, let's, let's dig into the word a little bit. So being that I wanted to, you know, make sure I cover this topic because it is so sensitive, right? Because we, we delve into the area of body positivity and and so on and so forth. And so when that happens, when there's so much, um, you know, interest or, or contradiction or conflict or whatever around a certain word or a certain way of being, it's like, well, let's dig into it. Like, what are we saying? What are the words that we're using and, and what do they mean? So we can, you know, understand what what's being said. And, you know, have a deeper understanding of the conversation. So I looked it up. <laughs> um, but again, not just, you know, like, oh, let's just do a quick Google search. Like, let's go back into the etymology. Like, what? how is the word formed? And we know that, you know, a good amount of the English language is derived from Latin, you know, a lot from um, German as well. Um, and the, but the word obese, it is, um, it does have Latin roots. So let's like take it and split it up. So we have um, the, the overall definition. And peace, Imanaya, stop denying. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So the overall definition is um, a condition or quality of being corpulent. And corpulent has to do with the body. You know, um, very like, um, it's almost, a, it's a, it, 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 it might remind one of like opulence, right? You know, um, something that's over, overdone. Um and so if we split it up, we have uh, the affixes, the affix ob or prefix ob, which means like to, on, over. In some cases, it means against, like when you think of the word like obtuse, right? Um, and in this case, when we're using the affix ob, it is like over or on. And um, the last part of that word is uh, from the Latin root edere, which means to eat. So very basic of the word, very basic is overeat, right? O obese. And so and we'll get into that because when we think of, you know, what it means to be overweight or obese, a lot of the, the, the pictures and the thoughts that come to mind is like, oh, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's like this person is eating too much. Well, we know there are many different factors, which we'll get into. Um, uh, but that's where it, it actually comes from, the word itself. We'll say the word itself. Um, but then again, that kind of, 
that meaning has become like a, a stigmatism, a, a stigmatism, a stigma for a lot of people, um, which which de- definitely leads into uh, more like detrimental, like social and behavioral uh, issues. Like it can lead to depression, you know, body uh, image issues, whatnot. It also has um, spurned on like what we call like it, it's part of some what we have seen in the last couple of years with the body positivity movement. And, you know, and all of that can get very, very tricky because of what we see in science and then what we see is like socially acceptable versus not socially acceptable. And and people just finicky and, and change their minds about things like every five seconds. So we're going to talk about, but but there there are some, there are some pieces to that when it comes to what is socially acceptable, like what, whatever's evident and flowing, and then what is actually healthy for the body, right? And then a lot of people will say, like, you know, certain things about, like, body positivity. It's being, like, you know, what's healthy for you? It, it does, however, it still gets, you know, misused and misinterpreted as to, like, you know, kind of do what you feel and, like, don't, don't talk about people being unhealthy. However, we know that obesity is an issue in the world and in the country. So let's get into it. So generally, doctors will classify people as um, either underweight, normal weight, overweight, or obese. And so it kind of gives you an idea of like a spectrum, right? And so like when we think of like underweight, that could be like malnutrition, right? And then we think of overweight or obese, that's all, that's like the other end of the spectrum when it comes to, you know, malnutrition or can be, I'll say can be because there can be different reasons why somebody might be experiencing um, obesity or being overweight. But that's generally what it is. And those, those different classifications are determined by your BMI or your body mass index. So it's your measure of body fat based on your height and your weight. So if you have a um, BMI that is greater than or equal to 25, you are considered overweight. However, that window is very short before you get to obesity because if you are equal to or greater than 30, that is considered um, obese. So it's a very, very thin line, thin line between love and hate. Thin line between um, being overweight and being obese. But though, but that's generally how they are determined, right? And um, worldwide, um, and so we'll we'll run down some facts. We'll run down some data for y'all. Worldwide, obesity has nearly tripled since 1975. Most of the world's populations do live in countries where um, being overweight or being obese does kill more people than being underweight. Um, A lot of that does have to do with like, you know, what's being consumed, right? Um, And how much of it and, 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 and so on and so forth. We know that millions of children, at least 39 million children under the age of five were overweight in 2020. And this is as per the World Health Organization. Um, and here's the other thing, it's preventable. So as a person who has, um, you know, done a lot of work when it comes to public health in tobacco control, and we talk about it's the most preventable cause of death, same thing, 
obesity is preventable, right? And, and, and a lot of it is, you know, for, for many of the people who are obese, the reasons are uh, lifestyle, you know, issues and things like that. It's preventable. Those things can be addressed. When it comes to like things where people need medical intervention because it is maybe thyroid, you know, something that's medically wrong, those things can be addressed too. But that's where like that stigma comes in because of you know when it comes to what's socially acceptable or what people see and what people feel and like the judgments people make because we don't know why a person may be you know so such um peace top tier speakers peace margie marie art peace 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 everyone um so those are some facts but what does that look like in the united states because that's where i live currently right now so in the united states we know we already know <laughs> it's 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 out of control so they have been same thing they've been steadily increasing since the 70s and 80s and then around 2018 the rate was about 42.4 percent and childhood obesity so that's for adults and childhood obesity was around 19.3 and this is all according to the cdc because now we're talking about the u.s um u.s population so the term obesity epidemic has been used you know because it is an epidemic obesity is an epidemic because we have a lot of people who are you know sick and dead and dying um from this issue much like you know um things like tobacco use so so things when when it comes to um issues you know health issues that we're seeing that can be prevented based on a behavior change you know most of it based on a behavior change they're preventable you know and so those are the things that we should be looking at and so again it's and i'll say it again for those of you who are just joining the room so we're talking about obesity and like there's a you know very short window between overweight and being obese and obesity and and your generally doctors will classify you as um underweight normal weight overweight or obese when you and that is all determined by your body mass index and that is um your height and your weight so what are some of the causes because that's kind of like you know where we're going with this what are some of the causes um and while i'm and while i'm giving this so so for those of you in the chat you know make sure you like share and subscribe and i would ask that you put in the chat so we'll have a question um, cause I don't normally ask questions when it comes to true health lab. I ask questions when, when we're doing, uh, I mean like local stuff, but, uh, on midday affirmative. So I have a question. So, um, when it comes to obesity, so I'm going over causes, right? So I don't, you know, this is bad because if that's the case, Margie Marie, I didn't realize it was, it's like on the list, like, you know, I'm going based on the list, but if it is. Um, you know, look it up for me. And then if that's the case, then the answer is yes. <laughs> um, but so I have a question for y'all. So the question is, um, what are some of the, the reasons like when you are, um, uh, in space with someone who would be considered overweight or obese, do you make an immediate judgment? And if so, what is that? Um, and you don't have to give the exact example when or what, but like give an example of when you have been in that situation and then what the thought was. Um, and then maybe uh, list like some of the causes that you think are there. I mean, I'm sure everybody will have like similar like food, but we're going to go over all of them. So as I was saying, yep, nice time. Yes, it is nice timing. <laughs> yes, it is nice timing. Perfect. Yep. So yes, the answer is yes. 
So obesity, it is a complex condition. It has like multiple contributing factors as to why somebody might be experiencing that. Um, and it is not, um, you know, and just come with your answers. So regardless of what I'm going to talk, what I'm going to say, come with your answers and we'll, and we're, we'll, we'll, we'll flow them and weave them into the conversation. Um, I'll, I'll wait to say what I'll say. It is not. Um, but so some of the causes, so major causes can be lifestyle, right? So some of it, it and, and this is the reason why it becomes like the biggest, the biggest um, reason why people uh, face stigma because of obesity, because the primary, one of the primary reasons is lifestyle. There's some of the primary causes, right? And it includes like poor dietary habits, uh, maybe sedentary lifestyle. We, I have um, listened to Chibu Ya over and over again when he has talked about like, you know, giving away some of the best years of your life sitting in a chair because you're working in an office. So how many of you work at an office um, and you're sitting for the majority of the day, you know, so that means you're not getting a we because I'm, I'm in that group, right? We are not getting enough of the the exercise and physical movement because we're just sitting in in one position all day so like you know what's happening with circulation like are we getting up and moving around um so that's what it means like sedentary lifestyle like you know you're not really physically active or some of us like we we kind of you know, I'll work out tomorrow, I'll work out tomorrow, I'll work out tomorrow. And then it becomes like, you know, tomorrow becomes a month <laughs> and then a month becomes two months and so on and so forth. And then it's like, what happened? So um, a lot of these are like choices and decisions because you can make the choice, you know, to get up and go for a walk right around the office. So we're instead or if you work at home, get up and go outside and go for a walk. Right. And so you're not having a sedentary lifestyle. Other reasons. Genetic predisposition. So that's actually a real thing. Um, and also environmental factors. But, you know, those things also feed back into what your dietary habits may be, right? And it can even feed into the genetic predisposition because, um, you know, those things like over time, like there are certain foods and things and certain foods that can actually um, change like the genetics of the DNA in your system because of... Um, free radicals but you know they actually do that and so we do know that um um certain um elements in food like um antioxidants and flavonoids they actually help against that right so when we're eating and we've talked about many of these things in our previous podcasts when we talk about food because some things that we talk about a lot are food and mental health so make sure you know you know kind of go through our archives and you know see some of our conversations about food we're not gonna make this this part about food we're gonna have an honest conversation about um obesity and like its impact on public health um high calorie low nutrient diets so that's the oh i didn't really eat anything um you know i I don't really eat a lot but i had a bag of chips for lunch that's empty calories like so yeah it may not have been a lot but it's in it's it is high calorie but it has like little to no nutrients so what we need are nutrient dense food excessive consumption of sugary products and processed foods large portions we know that that is the thing to do in the United States, you know, I remember story time. Um, before I went plant based, before I transitioned to plant based, there was this restaurant. I don't even know if you call it a restaurant. Maybe like an oversized deli, and you know that's a thing like up north, like in the in the, in the New York uh, tri state areas, like delis. And this place, I won't mention the name. It it is like a 
deli. And they are known for like their mile high. I'm saying mile high, obviously it's not a mile high, but like their huge sandwiches. And, you know, if you think of like, you know, like a New York deli, what it is like meat, it's a pastrami, turkey, chicken. Um, they didn't do ham because this, um, this deli was um, Jewish owned. So they didn't do, there was no ham in that way. It's not that they didn't sell pork because because for, for breakfast foods, I know that there was bacon, but they didn't do like deli ham. Um, but definitely like the big old, um, sandwiches and they were huge, 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 huge. And that's what they were known for. And I remember like every now and again, we would go there and like order these big ginormous sandwiches. Like, you know, like it's a normal thing. And it's like, this is like, honestly, and, and I could never sit and eat it in one thing. Like it would last for a couple days because the portions like be, like these were more than just large portions. They were like super size. But my point is like, this is like a normal thing to have these big, huge, humongous plates. Like how many times do you see commercials? Even if we, you know, even now being plant-based, like you see these commercials and everything's like bigger, better. Like that is, that is what happens. That's like a, a part of the 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 weaving the culture of this country is like bigger is better so that includes the food so what happens if we're eating like larger portions and eating more food you're gonna get bigger people right um i'm gonna go to the chat really quick before i say the next thing so margie marie art says i usually think it's related to food and lack of movement naya says my judgment was laziness from not wanting to cook and eating for convenience and also lack of movement and exercise, looking for the closest parking spaces. <laughs> well, I think everybody likes close parking spaces. <laughs> I don't know. But you know what? Maybe I'll start doing that parking further away until it requires me to walk. But I think people like to park close. I, I want to hurry and get out and get in the car and go. But I hear you. Um, and it's interesting that you said that eating for convenience because I've seen, and this has happened to me, you know, like, oh, I'm bored. What am I going to do? And it's because it, it is related to like the pleasure center. Like I'm bored. So I want to feel something good. Right. Um, Margie Rear says, yeah, a lot of people are caping, um, capping on the handicapped spots in Walmart. Really? I didn't, I mean, I know people park in the handicapped spots when they're not supposed to, but like for real, like. Is it like getting worse or something? Okay. No. Nice. It sounds like almost all the meats and cheeses. <laughs> super thick. You know what? Interesting enough, the bread wasn't super thick. So what they would do is because obviously you cannot bite into that. So the, the, the idea is to make all these little sandwiches, but you're still eating like several servings. Even though you're taking food home, you are still eating like several servings of sandwiches because they would give you, they had a, they had like a bread bar and a pickle bar and you could just go get your other pieces of bread. Um, I don't know what the pickle bar, I guess that's because you know, you, you get a sandwich and a pickle, you know, so it's a thing. Um, but, and they have like, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, so like you, you would just have multiple sandwiches. So like you could order it on like pumpernickel and then you could go get like marble next time or white or wheat or just keep getting pumpernickel. So it was, it was just made to just, just have you sit and eat. Like that's, that's, it's, you know, and you just. Have fun. Yes, the bread. I don't. I'm calling it a bread bar because I know they had a pickle bar, but I think it was the same space where you would get the the bread. Like they would, 
Because I don't think you needed to ask them. They just had a space where you can just go back and get more bread to make your other sandwiches. Because you all the meat is already on your plate. And I don't even remember... I'm Like I said, I'm not going to put this place on blast because a lot of people like it. And I'm quite sure if I still ate meat, I would still be coming there. Probably. So, well, no, because... I, I don't. I no longer live in that area. But you get my point. Um, Sequoia says, I don't make an immediate judgment if I'm in a space with someone who's obese. Now, if I notice changes in someone's weight, then I wonder if something's going on. Like, are they stressed or something? Very good. Because that happens. Like, a lot of times when people will um, gain or lose based on whatever's happening in their lives. And it may not have anything to do you know, directly, like, so much with, the like, yes, it is a lifestyle change because something's going on with their stress, but it may not necessarily be they're eating all this food. It could be what, like, like I mentioned before, like, the empty calories, and that's why I said, like, it's a very complex, you know, um, thing. But at the end of the day, it's kind of, it's still all preventable because it's like, okay, so what can we put in place to, you know, provide that fulfillment? What can we put in place to not be bored? What can we put in place to de-stress, you know? So th- this is why it's still preventable, you know, that, those aspects are still preventable. <laughs> yes, I'll look at the comment bread bar. Yes. Um, so here's the thing, like, so like kind of going back with that idea of like, the bread bar, right? Or the, the meat. Remember I said the sandwiches were like really high. And again, remember sandwiches are in two pieces. So it'd be like two piles of meat. So according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, they reported that um, Americans ate almost 20% more calories in the year 2000 than they did in 1983. Um, and that is in part to a boom in meat. So think about it. When we're having, when we see all these commercials and people are pushing things, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, a lot of the times it's because of a lobby. And when I say a lobby, meaning like the meat, you know, farmers who have, you know, kale farmers. So they hire lobbyists to, you know, you know, go to DC or wherever to promote things, to, to buy kale, you know, so they, they're putting kale in everything. So for those of you who are into like salads and eating green, you know, you know, several years ago, it was like, everything was like kale this, kale that, kale that. That was not by accident. That's because, you know, <laughs> they hired people. Same thing for those of you who are, 80s babies we had the you know um milk commercials got milk you know that those don't come out of nowhere it's not because like oh because it's healthy no because people had a lot of milk and they needed to sell it that's what that is um same thing with the apples all of that and we now know like even though in a lot of places like there's the plate like the pyramid plate that's being pushed but at the end of the day at the same time that's not necessarily you know all you need like it may help you know, for people who are having issues with like how to eat and, you know, and everybody eats different. So, you know, whether you are plant-based or whether you, you know, or you're a pescatarian or whatever, you know, some, for some people that, that may work to show them how to portion out or like how to have a balanced meal, maybe. But for people who are a little bit more educated, they know that that's not necessarily, you know, something that's needed. But again, we're not going to make this about like all about food. This is a comprehensive discussion. Um, but a lot of it is going to, you know, you know, involve food because it, it's a big piece of why we're suffering from this epidemic anyway. Um, so again, so like I was saying, like it's not by accident. 
So today, so that was like 2000 versus 1983. Nice. Is milk. Yes, milk. That's why I remember the milk mustache. But they had them in the commercial, in, in live TV, act, live action commercials, as well as like in the magazines. Everybody had a milk mustache. That was like the, the, the ad to be in, right? Um, so today in America, um, Americans put away an average of 195 pounds of meat every year. Compared to, in the 1950s, 138 pounds, which I still think is a lot anyway. But, you know, that's like a significant jump. You know, that's almost 200 pounds of meat in a year. That's a lot of meat to be eating. Um, so think about, like, what you're, you know, pulling in and what you're digesting. So, like, all that consumption of added fats, like, that's like, that was an increase of about, like, two-thirds over the same period and grain consumption. So that's also, you know, can contribute to what our weight is. Grain consumption rose 45% since 1970. So like this is our rices. Remember, and I, I want to say, but uh, I want to say like, you know, even with the health movements, like, oh, quinoa, but quinoa is technically not a grain. But, you know, there's all this movement in like, you know, um, I don't know how many, like all these different granola brands popped up and whatnot. So grain consumption has been on the rise as well. And so again, and like some of you said, lack of physical activity, increased screen time. So how many times have you been a couch potato just sitting there and you don't even have to be sitting there eating. It's just, so it goes back to that idea of sedentary, just kind of like sitting around and just like, okay, whatever, instead of being like movement and, and active. Um, several, not several, but a few strongs ago, I was out in the yard with some sisters and we were moving and shaking. And, and several strongs before that, I was mowing the lawn. Now, um, where I am, it's, it's a little over an acre of land. The part that needed to be mowed was not an acre, but it was big enough. And the amount of weight lost just in a day was insane. And a lot of it was water, but it was insane. So imagine like being physically, and I said to myself, like, if I did this every day, like I wouldn't even have to, it wouldn't even matter like what I ate because I'd be burning it up. So that being sedentary is a big deal, like, or, or making sure that we're being physical is a big deal. Peace, sovereignties. No, no, we're not late. Like, you know, we're chilling. We're just having a conversation. Um, I did ask a question. Um, so I, well, yeah, I'm not trying to put all the business out there. Good. Okay. I was in the yard with Sovereign Eve and Emi Akira Eden and that's it. And she's, <laughs> I'm like, and that's it. I don't want this to be seen and they be like, oh, oh, I don't exist. So, but I was trying to like, you know, but yes, we were in the yard and, um, and even before that Sovereign was with me, she was my witness. So we have witnesses. Nobody can say like, you didn't do that. You didn't mow that long. I have a witness and she watched me. And it took me two days to do it. And that was just the back. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, so that being physically active and, and, and being mindful of how sedentary we're being is really, really key. So um, the question, so I'll reset the room a little bit. Uh, the question was, um, when you have been in space, right, very, right, because you were there for that, Margie, <laughs> very witness. Um, when you have been in space with someone who is, um, um, uh, identified or seen as by society um, or we'll just identified or seen as overweight or over or obese what um, 
were your initial thoughts of like what the cause may have been um, or your initial judge- judgments of what was happening? And I'm asking that because we get into like some of the causes of obesity and also what um, other issues are related to that when it comes to stigma and things like that. So that's part of the question. And we'll think of some more as we go along. But anyway, so that's the question for those of you who have, you know, just come into the room or haven't answered yet. Um, So, okay, so what are some of the other causes? And the reason why I ask the question again is because we're going over causes. And so everything may not be lifestyle, which is, but it is one of the primary reasons why, but it may not be. And so why not? Because there may be genetic factors, right? So our genetics can influence susceptibility to obesity, right? Just like we have um, in melanin-dominant communities, um, some people are more susceptible or some families are more susceptible to the big three, high cholesterol, diabetes, and heart disease. And I know in my family, we got the trifecta. So there are many things that I have to do. I am fighting genetics to make sure that I stay away from that because they have claimed the lives of many people in my family. Um, so Sovereign says, I watched right. I didn't lift a finger. Huh? Let me, oh my goodness. I, mean, I said I was working in the yard with, 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 in French it's avec, avec, with. I can't remember how to say it in Hebrew. With. In Spanish, it's con. <laughs> Wait, what's the question? What have your judgments been when you have been in space with people who are overweight or obese? I'll just simplify it. That's the question. Um, so, yeah. So, I was saying genetic factors. Um, they can influence. And so, I was saying, like, you know, I have to fight genetics when it comes to certain things because they run in my family. Um, and they, but again, remember I said before, like there's also environmental factors and these things can, you know, definitely move in a circle there. They can connect with one another. Um, so the, the genetic factors can move with the environmental factors because if you've been in a specific environment over, over time, that shifts, you know, how you move is kind of like, um, I don't even want to say evolution because that, that's not something, anything that makes you unhealthy would not necessarily be evolution, but your body or the body will, will, will shift to meet the conditions of that environment. And so we can, we, we, you know, there have been studies showing and sees that over time, like that's what has happened or what is happening. Right. So here's the thing. Sometimes science can give conflicting information, but the truth is multiple things can be true at the same time. So there can be genetic factors. And so someone can be experiencing obesity because of genetics and also because of environment, and also because of lifestyle, because of, you know, what they're eating, whether they're physically active or not. So it's many different things that can be a reason why it's never one thing, or rarely one thing, I should say it like that. So again, genetics play a significant role in obesity, and they've um, research has identified numerous genes associated with obesity susceptibility. There can also be hormone regulation of appetite and metabolism. Um, uh, Also, researchers have explored the role of our gut micro, our gut microbiota. And I'm again, I'm not going to go too deep into this because there's also another podcast that you can listen to, Sovereign Eats. Um, And she goes into a lot of these. You can go to some of her um, archived podcasts on all the platforms and uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, all of that, and you can listen. Um, 
wait, what? <laughs> no judgment. Okay. Uh, Sequoia said, my body was sore the next day. Definitely was a workout. Um, right. Oh, my God. I totally left out Sequoia. All right. And that's it. Sequoia, I'm so sorry. Yes, she was there. Yes, and it was painful for a couple of days. Um, extra, extra large jeans are definitely related. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Sirenese? What are you saying? Please explain that comment while I go back to our previously scheduled program. Um, so some studies have shown that there's a correlation between how mothers may eat during pregnancy. So that gestational period is very important because whatever is being consumed by mom is being metabolized into the system and is also may also be affecting um, the baby um, inside. So these are all like important factors to realize. So then that becomes like, you know, in some ways, like your predisposition, people who were predisposed to be overweight or obese based on what was happening while they were being formed right um so here's the 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 crux like what is the impact on public health because that's what true health live is all about so what how does obesity and being overweight affect public health so it has profound implications for public health and the healthcare system, right? Because I think a lot of the times people are like, you know, we'll get things like the no judgment. And that's fine, you know, it's like the live and let live. At the same time, when we're thinking about certain things, like it's like, okay, well, how do I affect, affect those around me in my community? And when I say community, I'm being very about what I say because I think a lot of times we think, oh, well, the people that I live around. Community, you know your community. They're not just like random people that walk. So right now, yeah, I live in a place, but I don't necessarily consider um, my neighbors my community because I barely know them and they barely know me. And a lot of the times, most of us are living in that way. And so is that the goal to always be in that way? Absolutely not. You know, so eventually I'll be living in a community where everyone knows me and I know them and we raise our families together. We, you know, um, we commune together. Like that is a community. So I'm gonna, so for purposes of this conversation, I'm not using the word community lightly, right? And I, and I know the word gets used a lot, but for this conversation, I wanna be very clear when I say community, or at least in this instance, in this conversation, I'm, I'm talking about people that you actually know, like, and how it affects them, right? Um, and, um, you know, a lot of it's like, you know, well, this is this is my body and this is what I'm doing. But then again, like how many times do our behaviors affect other people? Right. Um, and again, this is um, this is also, you know, obviously going to like when it is something preventable because of lifestyle and movements and things like that. Um, and even if it's genetic, because like, again, as I said, if you can have you can move in a way where you're having a healthy pregnancy or you're being mindful of, you know, um, what's happening with your genes and your eating. Like I said, I'm fighting genetics. Like that is being, you know, um, somewhat responsible and thinking about, you know, all preventative measures that I can take. Sarani says, I'm playing on words. Quick stuff, Naya, you get it right. Seriously, obesity affects public health, but it also reduces the threat of a specific ethnic group of people. Explain what you mean. Don't speak in code. Explain what you mean, because that goes into like, you know, our disparities talk, which we'll get into. <laughs> Son, I'm cracking up. I don't know. Extra, extra. Uh. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I missed something. I don't know. 
somebody pants fall down. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, um, so here's the other thing. So a lot of what, what I hear, and, and I'll give you a, a small, a quick story. Um, there's the like, well, can you be obese but be metabolic, met, metabolically healthy? And so according to doctors, technically, yes, right? But there are other ways that issues may show up. And everything doesn't show up right away because like we can do blood work, which will show like what our body is doing metabolically, but it's a snapshot, right? And like anything, your snapshot could be one way, but then maybe, you know, after some time, things start showing up. And so like, yeah, so it, yeah, it's possible to be metabolic, metabolically, why am I having problems with that word today? Metabolically healthy. Um, but it doesn't mean that it'll, it will, you know, be that way forever or last that long, right? Um, obesity is associated with a higher risk of developing various chronic health conditions. I mentioned it before, the trifecta, type two diabetes, heart disease, hypertension. Then there's also certain types of cancers that people can be um, susceptible to. Um, so at, uh, sleep apnea, right? That's when you, you, you literally stop breathing while you're sleeping. Um, and osteoarthritis. And that's because it, the weight of the fat will affect your bones. And so like um, the way that you're supposed to move is, is hindered. And so that in turn can hinder how physically active you can be, which can hinder how much you, you know, can lose. And so then there's other options that you have to take into consideration, right? Which then by, um, if we think about it, it creates a whole nother industry. And we know that that's a big deal, like the weight loss industry. Um, people getting surgeries, bands, bariatric surgery, and we know that they, they don't all, they're not all risk-free. So we've seen so many different cases of, you know, different um, procedures going wrong, people passing away or transitioning, you know, on the table um, when they're getting um, surgery, uh, bariatric surgery and things like that. So, you know, there's, so it, it also goes to show like there's not always going to be a quick fix. And then the other part is like, okay, well, if you do the quick fix, there's, it's really not a quick fix because there has to be like a whole lifestyle change that comes after it. And um, I've seen so many times that people are not willing to do so. They've gone through these things and, and nothing ever happens. So true story. Uh, and then this is about like the metabolically healthy. I remember, uh, and this is like, you know, my story about like, sort of like the judgment. Um, and this is like the judgment coming from somebody who was also overweight. I was, so this, I, I was like in grad school and I was having a conversation with a classmate or somebody I was working with at an internship. I don't remember. And she said, um, yeah, like I went to the doctor and, um, you know, they drew my blood work and everything's good. Like, I'm totally healthy. And in my head, I was like, yeah, right. Because she was like morbidly obese. And in my head, I'm like, that's a lie. Because I'm sitting here like, I know what, what the problems that I have. Like, I'm like, that's insane. But that goes to the whole point of being metabolically, metabolically healthy, but then other things showing up. Because the truth is, like, this person did not necessarily, like, yes, you might have been metabolically healthy in that moment, but that's not a, um, a, a way that she really wanted to present herself because she also had um, different procedures and things done um, in order to lose weight. So there's the part that nobody talks about a lot. Like, yeah, we have the body positivity, but it's like nobody would choose to be that way. If we could quick fix it overnight, people would. 
and people are doing it. Tenth case in point, all the surgeries you can go down to Florida, surgery capital of this country, or you know, into many of the um different countries that you know don't have the same um restrictions and, and red tape that we do, and you can get any kind of surgery that you want. Also, um, I was having a conversation with um a dietitian and a fitness instructor um, recently, um, and also a nurse. And we were talking about what people do. Like there's the people are now taking um, designer drugs to lose weight. So there are two designer drugs, and I won't mention the names on here unless somebody puts it in the chat, that people are taking. They're actually designed for, well, one of them I know is designed for people who have diabetes, type 2 diabetes. But one of the side effects that they found is that you lose weight really fast. And so a lot of people are paying out of pocket for this um, over-the-counter because um, I don't know that you need a, a prescription, but they're paying out of pocket and losing weight really fast, but they're seeing the side effects of it. Um, it, it slows down the digestion. Um, so it, a lot of things happen when your digestion slows down, like you other, th- other things start to start to happen. So like, and then when they come off of it, same thing, there hasn't been a lifestyle change or a mentality change. And the weight just comes right back very fast. Um, but some of the side effects that it caused while you were taking it still remain. So those are some of the, the issues that we're seeing now. Um, Sovereignty says it creates an opportunity for the elitist families to control the world, be subduing the masses. Our food is strategically poisoned. Yeah, look at all the, the meat that we're consuming. Like it's it's kind of like so Chief you have said this many, many times. It's like, okay, well, now I want to make a lifestyle change and I'm gonna I'm gonna eat this type of food. And it's like, all right, we've we've prepared for you. Go down this health food aisle. And the health food aisle is it may not be like the GMO meats and things like that, but it's made with all sorts of 15 letter words that you can't pronounce because it's lab food and it's not even real food. So who knows what's that doing to your inside? So yeah. And I would say anything that I can't pronounce might be poison. Um, don't ask the doctor, ask your heart. <laughs> peace on new radio. Peace, peace, peace. Oh, I didn't even realize that you're right. TikTok, yes. Okay, she said it. She said, um, on the radio says the TikTok drug Ozempic. Yes. And so people are, you know, taking that to lose weight, like really, really fast. So like I said, you know, there's this like, you know, this, this outward projection of I love me and da, 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 da. But then you're doing all these things to have a quick fix. So you really don't want to look like that. So there's a piece in me that's always like, let's be honest about obesity and what it really is and what it really does. You know, it shouldn't be this thing that moves us to like, oh, well, I love myself and accept for who I am. We should love ourselves, but we should love ourselves enough to be healthy. We should love ourselves um, uh, enough to do the things that keeps our body functioning and in the form that it's supposed to be. Um, we learned recently, we had our conversation. This is a private on a private study group in my community, I'm in Life Global Ministries. And the conversation was around mental health. And it was like, when something disrupts your function, if you're not able to perform the function, that's where the issue is. And so if it's over being overweight or being obese disrupts the function, then it's not healthy. And that's just the bottom line. Um, Sabrini says glyphosate, aspartame, et cetera, disrupt the gut. That, yep, we're talking about that microbiome, microbiota. Um, the gut is directly related to the brain. So if our gut is off, our brain function is diminished. 
Ozempic. What is that? It's a, it is a diabetes drug. So it's actually meant for people who have been diagnosed with type two diabetes. Um, but people are using it to lose weight because that's one of the side effects is that you drop weight like really quickly. Um, what else? Um, do, 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 do. what was I going to say? What were we talking? Oh, we're talking about, um, the, the losing, the losing weight and like the, the impact on public health. I'm like reading the comments and losing my train of thought. So yeah. So like the other thing is like, you know, we talked about like what obesity is associated with. So yeah, you could be metabolically healthy, but there's all these other things that may show up. Right. And then, and then eventually, um, you know, your comprehensive metabolic panel will show what's going on with you really. Right. Um, it will show like a higher HbA1c. It will show you know a lipid profile that may be with it with um, outside of normal range because you're you're showing like high cholesterol. Um, and here's the other thing. So you know I know I mentioned like you know well it's just me it's my life and and I'm not hurting anyone right. But you you know you may be hurting yourself. You are hurting yourself if it's something that is that you can prevent right. So I do want to be clear about like some people do suffer from other medical issues that do cause them to gain weight. And so there's other things that they have to do. But if it's something that is preventable that we can take control of, it is hurting the form and function of our bodies. And here's the other thing. Even if you may be um, experiencing, like, you know, the, you, you have your tip-top metabolic health, there are obesity-related healthcare costs that are substantial. Um, so when it comes to, like, yeah, you know, the, Blood, blood works okay, but maybe I have to, and I have experienced this. I have to buy more things. I have to, I, I have to buy bigger clothes. Sometimes bigger clothes are more money, right? So sometimes um, clothes because they have to use more material, more more things, more more raw materials to make make a given um, article of clothing. So then you're paying more, um, and so. That actually, even though that seems like it may not be a big deal, but it is because when we think about like how much money we're paying, that can that can affect that goes into like our financial health, right? And our what do we? And I have talked about this, and we've talked about our mental health, and also you can go back to old episodes of Information with Deidre. Um, we talk about stress and finances being one of the top things that cause stress. So we're having issues with financial health. Like think about like where those things are going. How many times have you sat down? Um, obese or not, how many times have you sat down and said, where's my money going? Where's it going? And it has stressed you out to the point where you can't even figure out like what move to make. It's like, well, how am I going to pay this bill? You know, you know, and especially like, you know, coming up young when you're in your twenties, you have those moments. You're like, what am I, where's all the money going? But if you think you actually lay out like where things are going, um, and why you're spending more, um, it, it makes a difference. And I will say, I realized like when I did lose a lot of weight, I was spending less money because I was spending less money on food. I was spending less money on clothing because I could find things that were a little bit more inexpensive that fit. And I didn't have to go and, you know, purchase, you know, like all these expensive things. Right. Um, especially like in the summer, nobody wants to wear a whole lot of, a whole lot of heavy, heavy things. Um, so yeah, so like there are definitely healthcare costs associated with. So I did have something I wanted to share with you. It's like something from the CDC. So the estimated annual medical costs of obesity in the United States was nearly $173 billion in 2019. 
medical costs for adults who had who were obese was about um, a little over 1800 higher than medical costs for people who were a healthy weight. So I'm just going to round that up to like $2,000. you are paying, so think of paying almost $2,000 more than somebody who's considered a healthy weight just for like medical costs. You know, so, so what, $2,000, depending on where you live, that's rent for one or two months. Depending on where you live, that's rent for one or two months. Okay, just checking to see if there's any more comments. So, like, yeah, it is a big, it is an epidemic. And and part of the reason why, like, and when, when we are there, it does put a damper on self-esteem. And, and that goes back to what I was talking about earlier, because there is stigma associated with it. Because when we when we look at a person and my, myself, when I'm looking at myself or when I'm looking at other people, there is, some, you know, sometimes a snap judgment of, like, you know, whatever, whatever it is. It doesn't even have to be like, oh, you eat too much. There, there's usually a snap judgment. We make snap judgments about people all the time. And I like, so let's not like, oh, I don't judge. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We do it. We do it. Um, it, it would be nice to, <laughs> it would be nice to do we do it. Um, and sometimes it's just very, a very like, um, automatic thing, you know, sometimes and it doesn't necessarily, it may not necessarily happen all the time, but these things, but they happen. I say it like that. They happen. And so, um, again, so that does contribute to the stigma related to it and how people may feel or view themselves when they, you know, leave the house or, you know, what it, what it may seem, what it may, what they may go through um, for them. It And it can affect the quality of life. It can affect mental health. It can lead to depression. Um, and so then that in turn sometimes for some people can just lead to them getting bigger and bigger. Um, and that means, you know, uh, reduced mobility, lower self-esteem, higher morbidity and mortality, right? Um, so all of these things become like this just continuous cycle and circle that 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 follow follows one another until there's an intervention at some place, right? Or at multiple places. So who does it hurt? And I think um, Sovereignties did talk about this a little bit. Who does it hurt? We already know it's melanin dominant people, black adults. So melanin dominant, non-Hispanic black adults, almost 50% had the highest age adjusted prevalence of obesity, followed by Latinos or Hispanic adults at 45%. Um, and then white adults at 41 and then Asians at 16%. Oh, excuse me. Um, so like, we know who it hurts. It's always going to hurt those people of color first. And so this goes into like, what uh, is the environment looking like? What are the foods in the communities that people are eating? Um, a lot of people, especially people of color, live in what we call food swamps, where there may be an abundance or prevalence of fast food, unhealthy food, and a lower occurrence or places where they can get fresh fruit, fruits and vegetables. Um, and then the places where they can, they're not necessarily like the best quality. On the radio says, <clears throat> Yafe was speaking on it earlier. It helps to stimulate insulin release and also helps them with weight loss. What? I didn't know that. I did not know that. I don't be following them people like that. <laughs> I don't follow the, the, the worldlings all the time. <laughs> Especially the Babylonians. Never mind. I don't even get it. I'm, I'm not going to go into a different direction. I don't follow those, those people like that all the time. 
Um, see, but but you but I will you know what I will speak on that because <clears throat> you mentioned earlier like it's the t- the TikTok drug, like um. But you see how powerful that influence is. So this person is using it or or says that they're using it. Let's let's be for real. Because I'm gonna go back to what Sovereignite says. Um, and if you and for those of you who are listening, um, the person's initials are KK. I'll just say it like that. Um, what who we're referring to in the chat. Here's the influence. She knows how much influence she has. Why are you promoting that you're using that, knowing full well? It's something, it's it's a drug meant for this particular thing. But you're telling people you're helping to promote it's okay to use this for whatever this side effect is. No bueno. And don't get me wrong, they may come out and repackage it and rebrand it just for that because that's how you got, um, what was that drug? It was, um, they were, it was a drug that was meant for glaucoma. I can't remember the name. It was meant for glaucoma and they realized the side effect was also like weight loss or something like that. And then that was on the market. Um, Yeah. So like these things happen all the time, but just because they realize the side effect is this and they're like, oh, it has little, little to no adverse events. Like it doesn't mean that we should take it. It doesn't mean that we should do it. And again, it's just a quick fix. There has to be the lifestyle change. So, um, like I said, it hurts black and brown people more, melanin dominant people more, like most things that are wrong, like most um, comorbidities that we see in this country, they hurt the black and brown people more. So when something is being promoted in a certain way, when you see an overabundance of things in your community, there should be like a look into, and when I say community in that, I am talking about just play space, where you live. When you see these things where you live, it should be a second thought, like, hmm, things that make you go, hmm, I wonder why that's there. And then look into what the opposite behavior of that is. That's what we should be doing. So um, I think that's it. That's what, that's, that's what I wanted to kind of talk about and definitely talk about, I think we did talk about like the body positivity and like how it can be really dangerous, you know, when we slip into that like body positivity and not really think about like what is more healthy. We get caught up in feelings and judgment and negativity, but again, it should be the form and function. It's okay to not like the way that we look all the time because then it can spark like, okay, there needs to be a change. And we shouldn't be kept from not kept from um, feeling bad about something or wanting to change something because then that's where we get into promoting like obesity is okay without even thinking about it. No, if you're feeling bad about it, there are different things that we can do to change it. For those of you who are experiencing it, for those of us, I should say, who are experiencing it um, um, in a way where it is preventable. Yes, thank you on the radio. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're not, no, no our, our, is everything always going to be perfect at, you know, no, we're going to go through things where we have to like shift and fix them. We're going to have moments where like, as Sequoia said earlier, it's going to shift our weight. Everything's not going to be perfect, but then we have to take those opportunities to like figure out what's happening, whether we need the help of someone who's like a clinician or someone who's a nutritionist or, you know, someone who knows about food. Um, to take that, you know, into our own hands and figure that out. Or someone who knows about exercise and the body and figure that out. 
or the physician again to figure out like what can you do medically to fix whatever the, whatever the problem is that is keeping you overweight or obese because at the end of the day it's not something that you know like oh it's just singular and in insular or like in a vacuum with one person it does have costs like overall costs and it affects public health in an astronomic way um instead of focusing on you know you know um the body positivity like it yes it's like it doesn't always have to be what you look like but understanding that what you look like may have maybe the 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 it not even maybe can be related to what your body is doing for you is that so paying attention again is the form really helping the function and vice versa that's what we should we should be paying attention to not like oh well you know like accept all this you know um, extra girth for what it is. No, we should be accepting what is healthy. We should be wanting what is healthy for us and for ourselves. And that's the point. And that's what I'm going to say. Like, if you don't like it, you can switch the channel. This is true health lies. So we're not going to be talking about, this is not true health lies. It's true health lies. So we're talking about what's true, what's healthy, and what is living. That's what we're talking about. So if it is, um, if the being overweight and obese is messing up the form, your form and function, then it's something that has to be reversed, point blank, period. We're not going to, like, we, we have to, like, and especially because I'm talking about, we talked about, like, who this affects more. It affects melanin-dominant people more. So we have to be very careful about the body positivity and ignoring you know, the health implications and just thinking of, you know, pulling pieces like, oh, I can be metabolically healthy, but there are other things that can show up. There are other things that can show up. And again, like I said, it's one of the, it, you know, it's one of the things that, that affect brown people the most. So we're not going to be doing this like body positivity, but then also having whole webinars and conferences on how obesity is killing black people. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. We have to get together. Um, so that is our show. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for showing up. Uh, oh, sorry, real quick. Sarah says, hey, there are many skinny fat people. <laughs> skinny fat people. Many skinny people whose cholesterol levels are extremely high or they can't climb stairs without falling out. Yes, this is very true. This is very true. Um, so, yeah. Focus, form and function. Form and function. Thank you for watching this episode of True Health Live. We will see you in two strongs where we'll be talking about, I think we're talking about relationship roles. Relationship, which kind of goes into it because what happens when your form and function messes with your relationship? Think about it. So we'll, we'll see you in two strongs. We're talking about relationship roles. And that means we do get into like what that means for men and women and gender and how that fits into relationship roles. So peace. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you in two strongs. Peace, everyone. Thank you for joining us here at True Health Live. Remember to like, save, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment and send an email if there's a topic if you want to discuss. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at True Health Live. You can also listen on DeidreSully.com. If there's a topic you'd like to discuss or hear, you can send an email to TrueHealthLive at gmail.com. See you next time.